This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, and how the hell is he supposed to know who Sarah Connor is? Ryan Nelson. <laughs> oh, Justin. <laughs> I can't imagine how angry Rutgers Law students are going to be when they watch this. <laughs> They're not real kind to, to Rutgers Law School. They in this. take several shrapnel in this. <laughs> they do. They, they, they take it they, they take some body blows, to say the least. So, uh, If you've been listening to the podcast as we started last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed it as we talk about the first three episodes of the second season of Reacher on Prime Video. Whether or not you are a new or a regular and like more access to the show, you can visit our Patreon and page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'd love it if you left us a five-star rating on both those platforms, if you have both of them. But if you have time, we'd love it if you also wrote us a review while you're over there on Apple Podcasts. If you do write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on air next time that we record. Uh, both of those things go a long way in getting the show into the ears of new listeners. And if you'd like to interact with the show, you can do so by emailing us at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, so this is the second season of Reacher. Uh, we covered the first season of last year. It came out, what, March of 2022? January. January, okay. I couldn't remember when it was. I knew it was sometime early. I couldn't remember exactly how early. It was, it was like the second show we covered. Yeah, we covered it pretty quick. I remember that. Um, yeah. Uh, and it, they did it differently last year. They did all eight episodes, dropped them all at once. This year, I think just because they had such a, it was, it was received so very well. Yeah. They decided yeah. to go ahead and do a more traditional weekly binge, except for a, tr- tr- I'm sorry, a more traditional weekly drop instead of a binge. Uh, these first three episodes being the, being the uh, being the, the exception, and, that, and Amazon does this a lot. They normally will air yeah. like the first two or three episodes of a of a show before, and then roll out the rest of them. Uh, but just real quick, let's kind of recap people's uh, our listeners on what our thoughts were about the first season of Reacher before we talk about anything about the second season. Yeah, I mean, uh, we really liked Reacher. Uh, we really liked Alan Richman as this character because yeah. he's just so imposing. And let me tell you. This son of a gun is bigger in season two. I don't know. Yeah, I know. He feels bigger. He does. He feels a lot bigger. He is freaking enormous. Yeah, uh, he is. But we re- we love the way he plays the character. I know it's closer to the books. I know he 
you know, he's playing, he's in statue and the way he's acting is probably closer to the books from what I, right. book readers have told me. Yeah, we really liked it. We liked the, uh, how he gets involved in these situations. And I think we both gave it a lost. Well, I think now we ended up giving it to friends because it, we, because I went back and uh, kind of just. Okay, I should have listened. Yeah, I went back and listened to see what our original because I thought that's what they were. We both gave it and ended up giving it to friends because it just kind of tails off there at the end. Uh, yeah, but other than that, we thought it was a good solid. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a good solid television. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, that's basically what it was. I mean, this reminds me very much of the first season. Uh, these first mm-hmm. three episodes have been good. I enjoyed them. Uh, but that, that first season, like all the way up until about episode seven, I was really thinking it was going to be a loss, and then it just kind of tails yeah. off at the end and just kind of gets a little bit formulaic at that point. Um, and this is the first show that we talked about that is in that mode of what we call dad TV. It's yeah. It, look, if you're coming for a incredibly deep theological uh, philosophical show, this isn't the show for you. It's, no. it's, it's not, it's just a fun kind of turn my brain off for, you know, half uh, 45 minutes to an hour, however long each episode lasts. And that's what you're getting. It's, uh, you know, there's a little bit of mystery and intrigue to it, obviously, yeah. because like in the first season, I can't remember what all, uh, I don't even remember what they were trying to discover. Was it something environmental or something like that? Was it? That was- well, that's what it ended up being. Okay. Yeah. They, they, they ended up finding out that the, the bad guys were involved, like with, with some kind of environmental thing. Yeah. I can't, re- I can't remember what the full thing was. I, I guess it should have gone back. <laughs> well, well, I can't, but it like, doesn't matter. That's yeah, the thing. Matter. It's, it's it a different matter. story. Yeah, and this one, the mystery they're setting up is, you know, who's killing... Well, we know who's killing all the... Uh, we know who's killing all of the uh, special investigators, but there's obviously more to it than what they have let on. Uh, and right. That's what, oh, yeah. kind of what the mystery is. So, like I said, that's what they kind of give you... That's what they keep you as kind of the hook, but... Uh, but like I said, it's it's a fun show to watch, but it's it's never going to be like a Emmy Award winning show. It's never going no. to be anything. It's never going to be anything like that. But it will pull in a lot of viewers. I was going to say it might be the most watched show on right. Amazon. I mean, they've already approved it for season three, so right. obviously they are somehow getting an idea. It's going to be a huge hit, and that was going to be my thing. I, I really enjoyed it. Like you immediately get back into it like the yeah, first couple of things and i was like oh man i love this like that's what i was going to say with the way these streamers are now like amazon don't be dumb give alan richen whatever he wants and right. film every book there is <laughs> yeah. no reason this couldn't go 26 yeah i mean it could i mean and it, it won't if, if it, it they won't do no. that just because eventually oh, he's, go- he's going to get to be too much of a he's gonna be it's gonna be too much of an yeah. ask uh to get him but I, I feel like I feel like this is going like ten. Though. This just feels like a long run. It could. I coming. mean, it, as many books as they had to pull from, they could easily make this last for for quite a while if they wanted to. Uh, it just depends on how much they want to sink into it. So that's yeah. that gets into the economics of everything. But right. Uh, because, but every season, it's going to be Alan Richardson's going. To, they're going to keep paying him more and more and more money. Uh, well, if I remember correctly, they signed him up to a big contract like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but like you said, if this does more numbers he probably will be asking for a little raise yeah deservedly so yeah, he, he is deserved. really damn good in this yeah he's he's very good look it's and like it's so interesting for me because i, I talked about this when we talked about the first season um Excuse me, uh, guys. I'm, I'm recovering from from uh, pneumonia, so if I don't sound great or if I kind of sound like I'm about to cough, I apologize. But uh, uh, 
I remember when we covered the first season, I was really kind of skeptical about about this show. When I mm-hmm. it looked good, I saw the trailers for it, and I was like, eh, "This looks pretty good." But I was like, "That guy, I'm not sure about that guy," because the only thing I'd ever seen him in previously was the show Titans, and in that show Titans, the character he plays, I just couldn't stand. I could not stand yeah. his character. I thought it was, it was just. Every time he was on screen, I, I was just kind of turned off by uh, by the show. I mean, it's a show that was Titans is a show that struggles to keep people on board anyway. And so, like when you've got a character who's actively making me not want to watch, that's not really good for your show. Um, no. But in a, the third season, right about the time that he's doing this, they kill off his character in Titans, uh, and obviously so because he's he, he's leaving that as a side character to be, you know, the star of of this show, and it's an incredibly smart decision for him because it also whereas in this show he's very mellow he's very even toned even keeled in that show he's just kind of like always like just raging out and stuff like that so like i said it's i love the performance that we get from him here because like i said coming into it i was a little surprised at just how much i was going i enjoyed him just because i i did not like his character in in that previous show so it does show that he's got some range uh, which is nice because when you have a guy who is as huge as he is, yeah. you don't expect him to be that much of an actor. So you, you know you just no. get, you're getting him for for the main reason of just being this big, huge Hulk of a man. And I think you're correct. I think they're like in that second episode where he's uh, getting he's getting bandaged up and uh, he's bandaged up. I can't remember the woman's name off the top of my head. Uh, but where they're oh, bandaging, Carla, Carla, thank you. Where they're banding each other up. You know, he just looks so massive with his yes. shirt off. I mean, and that was well, like, go ahead. I thought the first scene when he walks in to get new clothes, I was like, good. Yeah. I, I said this last year. I do remember saying this, like, how does this man find in regular clothes at a thrift yeah. store? <laughs> I guess you just buy them really big. And obviously they're yeah. not real thrift clo- stores or clothes, but, no. uh, but you just buy them big, I guess you just find big sizes. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, and I will say, give them credit for. I give Prime Video a lot of credit. Uh, they don't, you know, they don't make a habit of having him in without his shirt on. It would be very easy to do. They do it occasionally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. Do, they do it occasionally. There, there's no question about that. They they will occasionally yeah. have him without his shirt on just to show off the fact that this guy is so huge and you know, kind of like try to draw in because mostly it's going to be guys watching this. But you know, right. if, the, if the wife yeah. passes by when at a certain time, oh hey, she might have a seat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh maybe I do want to watch this after all. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's absolutely uh, mammoth and huge. And like I said, it's just it's just really really interesting the way that uh, they played this character out. So, uh, all right. So, what's your general impression of these first three episodes? Man, I really, really enjoyed this. It was just so fun to be back in this world. I'm interested to see where it goes. I thought the the episodes moved like very quickly. Like I didn't feel like they they were like way too long. Right. Uh, they were paced very well. I love always how they have a little mystery at the very end. Yeah. And he always he always ends it with the line to where you're like, all right, I got to watch the next one. Right. So it's like, <laughs> this is why this show is such a good binge. Yeah. But I get why they're not, because this is going to be another massive hit. You could just feel it. Yeah, it will be. I, I really feel like it will be. We're obviously, look, we're recording this. It's uh, December 5th when we're recording this. So it's 10 days away from 
when it releases to the public. But when I was watching, I was like, oh yeah, this is they're picking right back up where they left off. They're giving people what they want. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they're not really de- they're not deviating anything. If you want to criticize it, you can criticize it for them not trying to do anything different from the previous season. They're they're just doing more of the same. But when you have a formula that works, a formula that's going to draw in people, and that's what the point of this show is. It's not to win awards. Right. It's not to like make any groundbreaking television. It's just to bring people in and to hopefully boost your your subscriber yeah. numbers is what you're trying to do. Well, I, I like the fact that it's old school action type movie. Yeah. Because like there's a scene, I believe it's in episode two, that um, you probably wouldn't see in many shows anymore, where he goes, to, he needs a gun, so he asks where the drug dealers are, right. goes, beats them up horribly, <laughs> yes. and takes their guns yeah. and their money. And their money. And then, of course, gives the money back to the, to the church, because he's a good guy. Right. But I was like, this is the kind of stuff you don't see a lot in action movies anymore because they're like, well, we can't do that. I was like, no, Reacher does it. Yeah. And you know what? It's a delight watching him beat up drug dealers. Yeah, it is. it is. It's, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy watching him, you know, just do everything that he does. And that's, you know, what's great about this is, like I said, they, they tell you pretty much from the beginning of this thing. It's, you know, what you're getting out of this. And this is not a show, yeah. like I said, that, like, breaks a lot of ground. But what they do, where they do try to actually, you know, do some creative and innovative things is typically in the fight scenes. That's typically yes. where they try to do, that's mm-hmm. where they try to be creative. So, like... The very opening scene where he's well, technically it's not the opening scene. It's not the, the guy getting thrown out of the helicopter is the opening scene. But uh, the first scene with Reacher when he's buying the clothes from the thrift store and he goes to the ATM because he needs to get a little additional cash uh, to pay for him because he doesn't have enough to quite cover it. And he's the woman in front of him is crying and she can tell something's wrong with him and wrong with her and he immediately figures out that she's been carjacked uh, and just goes over and just walks up and just punches through the window and beats the guy to a pulp. I mean, like yeah. I said, it's it, you. We know immediately we're getting what we got from the first season yes. of the show. I can't tell you how excited I was watching that scene, even though it's in the trailer. Yeah, it is. It's in the trailer. You're right. And I was like. I was still just so excited, and just I just love where he just walks away. Right. He's like, "Yeah, call the cops. I'm gone." Yeah, and like I said, he doesn't really. He wants to be. He doesn't really want to intervene in these things, but he's also. Right. But he just when something is wrong, he's got. He he just has this heart. He's like, "No, I can't let this go go yeah. on." Even though he would well, rather not be involved, if something's yeah. happening like this, he's going to intervene. And I, I mentioned this when we kind of, one of our podcasts when we were kind of previewing this. One of my favorite scenes, I, I had not seen it before, was in episode two, where it's when uh, Guy Russo, played by the great Dominic Lombardo, Dominic who's, Lombardi, who's, love him in this. who's in everything, uh, but like he's sitting in the car and Richard just goes up and kicks the car yeah. where the airbag goes off. I've never seen that before. I've never seen it either. I wonder if that's like even physically possible. I, that is my question. It is. It is with Reacher. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, like I said, that maybe one of the reasons why you never see because it, it may not actually be possible. So they just like you know what we're going to go but ahead and do it with this big guy anyway. It looks like he could do it. Yeah, he does. It looks like he could do it. You're, you're correct. And, and then not after that, like. Do you realize how bad that would hurt? Oh, gosh, He pulls yeah. the guy out of the car and just beats him. Yeah, he, he just beats him to a pulp and it turns out, oh, he's a cop. Oh, oops. Yeah. Uh, we, that was a mistake. So uh, yeah. I tell you what, let's take a real quick break and let's kind of get into a little bit more specifics on some of the episodes here in just a second. 
Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so these first three episodes, I think they have a very clear purpose for all three of these opening episodes. I think episode one is mm-hmm. basically let's get let's refamiliarize ourselves with Reacher, uh, get it where get where he is because it's an all new cast except for what is the right one? Francis, Francis yeah, Niggly. Francis Niggly played by Who, Maria Stan. Yeah, she was in like. Four or five episodes last year? I don't remember exactly how many. She wasn't in a lot. Uh, she, she came in towards the middle because he needed yeah, her help. He needed her help. And she doesn't play a huge role in that. She plays, obviously, a much bigger yeah. role in this season, to say the yeah. least. But this is the only returning character outside of Reacher from the previous season. At least I'm pretty sure it's the only returning character. Yeah, uh, so least, far. Yeah, so far. Uh, so we, we kind of got to know. We kind of have to figure out where he is, what he's doing. So he's he's just trying to get, basically get away from what he was doing in season two trying to reestablish himself uh and this is kind of what we're getting we're, we're learning about these special investigators we knew this was the thing that he was a part of from the first season but now they're giving us more details about what they do about what they did uh and i will say this you know because their uh their their slogan is it's not that catchy you don't mess with the special investigators uh, but like and but it's also not something you would like strike fear in the hearts of, like special investigators. Like, what's so great about the special investigators? But apparently, they're all yeah. these like badasses for the most part, yeah, is what yeah. it seems like. Which I would never expected with you know investigators, but it still it works really well. Uh, but like I said, so that's kind of what episode one is doing. It's just kind of refamiliarizing ourselves, getting ourselves understanding the plot that basically all these guys who are part of the special investigator team yeah, showing us the team yeah showing the backstory yeah giving this backstory on them um and letting us know about them the second av- uh, the second episode this is when they're establishing the love interest and the love interest in this particular season is her name is Serenda swan who i have not seen yeah. Carla Dixon. I'm sorry Carla Dixon yeah uh she's the actress uh Serenda swan is uh yeah, she looked familiar, but I don't yeah, think I'll, I had seen. Well, I'll, I take it back. I watched Devotion with, uh, I believe she plays uh, Glenn Powell's wife. Yeah, she's in Ballers, too. I never saw Ballers. Um, okay. Uh, she was in Tron Legacy, but it's been so long since I've seen Tron Legacy. I don't yeah. remember it. Uh, but I was looking at the, at the rest of her at the rest of her um, IMD page, and there was nothing. Uh, I never saw I never saw Inhumans. That was it was a terrible show, so I never watched it. But those yeah. are the things that, that she's kind of done previous to this. And like I said, I wasn't really familiar with any of it. So... Uh, but she's a beautiful woman, absolutely uh, yeah, stunningly yeah. attractive. Uh, but this, they're setting up her as the love interest, and they do. Well, it was the second episode where they actually do hook up, right? It wasn't they don't wait uh, till the third episode, I, right? I think it was the end of the second episode. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought too. So, uh, but you know, and just give us the dynamics around it, and they're also showing off that you know, she is she a cop? What is she? <laughs> she's some kind of. Um, she, she she was. I thought she was a forensic accountant. Maybe I think you might be correct. Because remember, that. she was going in and investigating, and she was the numbers person. That's right. So, and she like she the, can like the movie The Accountant. If you've never seen it, I haven't seen it. Yeah, oh, I've heard it's good. Yeah, I've heard it's good. But it I is unbelievable. It. It's on Hulu. It's, 
It's insane. Uh, but she can also handle her own business. And they're also establishing yeah. that as well in this. And the third episode is when you kind of get the well, plot. Well, we also get Sean Sippos as David O'Donnell. Oh, yeah. That's the lawyer guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, his, his the, friend, the, the Rutgers lawyer. The Rutgers lawyer. We, we saw him as he was one of Will Patton's sons on uh, Outer Range. Oh, that's right. I was trying to. Re- I knew I recognized him from somewhere, but I could yeah. not quite figure out where it was. And, and studios well, will do well, this. Go ahead. What's a little different character than oh, his yeah. outer age because he was one of the crazy sons. Yeah, he's one of the crazy ones in, in that. And yeah. look, and studios do this, our streamers do this. You know, they'll they'll get you know uh, if they get somebody, they'll put them in like three or four different shows. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, especially like some of these who aren't like the big name people. Uh, right. They'll 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 grab them for three or four different things and, and put them in their show. So, uh, but this third the third episode, like I said, you kind of get the plot going a little bit, and we finally get to spend a little bit of time with Robert Patrick Shane Langston, who. <laughs> appears to be like the overarching big bad of the entire thing uh but it also feels like there's something more out there that we just don't know yet maybe there's a character that well we have that uh am yeah yeah am fernanda kingsley who we saw in solo yes we did ferdinand kingsley yeah he was played what uh he was the the uh, boyfriend he was the the boyfriend the watch guy Yeah. yeah But uh, like I said, so we get to spend some time with with Patrick Lang- uh, Robert Patrick Shane Langston, get to kind of know his character a little more, bit more. more. More Robert Patrick, please. Yes, he's great in this. I mean, yeah, look, this is just what he, this is the roles he yeah. he should be doing, and these yes. are roles that he always does. He's, I wonder how many movies and TV shows because he's in a lot of bad action movies. He yeah. has made he has made a title uh, a Terminator Two joke in has to be a lot. I would think that, that could not have been the first time. It could not because like when I when he when he says that joke there at the oh, mi- right the middle yeah. of episode one, I was like, yes, I need more. Of the, had, had to go there. <laughs> I need more of the term bad Terminator yeah. jokes. Please give me more of the bad Terminator jokes. Uh, like I said, so like I said, they 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 do a pretty good job of like giving us what we're doing in this. So. Uh, and like I said, this show, like it does, it, you can tell that they're just doing things for spectacle a lot. Like in that third episode, when they're breaking into uh, the name that I can't remember the name of the company that they are breaking into, but when they're breaking into it, like why are you, why are you driving backwards? <laughs> what yeah, is the yeah. purpose of driving backwards? Uh, it's like just well, to show it, that it, he can. In episode three, they do something that we we saw a lot of in the first season. I was like, no, well, I guess in two they do this. Just the random dead bodies that they just leave. Oh, yeah, they just leave them behind, yeah. Like, what were they going to do? They killed 20 people in that house, and they're just dead? <laughs> they're all they're dead, and they're just all there, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right, because they do that in the first season all the like, time. Like, he's just killing people. He goes to New York and just kills a lot of people. Yes. But, like, you know, here, it's like, yeah, we'll just leave them. Uh, all right, let's talk about some of the new people. So, uh, we've got, let's see, uh, there's all, because there's a whole lot. So, we've always talked about uh, the girlfriend, the love interest, uh, Carla Dixon. We've got AM. We've got Dominic Lombardozzi. Look, and if, here's the deal. If you need a New York cop or yeah. a... Or uh, a mafia member, a mafia don. Yeah. You go get Bar- Dominic Lombardo. He can't really, he can't really do no. anything else, but he can do those. He plays things. a lot of cops. <laughs> he plays a lot of cops and mobsters. He does it well. I was so when I saw that, uh, I didn't see his name on the cast, and then I saw him. I was like, oh, I didn't realize. He yeah, was I didn't realize. It. I didn't realize it either. Yeah, but yeah, he he's and he's wonderful in it. Um, so we get yeah. him. Uh, we get Sean supposed to Dave O'Donnell. Uh, just. 
in general, who's your favorite? What's which ones of the new people stood out the most to you? That's a good question. Um, I think David O'Donnell's pretty good. He's kind of like he's adding a smart aleck part to this yes. that you kind of need. You need the guy that's kind of funny that uh, you know kind of brings some humor and the fact that you know he was a former attorney that's bad at his job. Right. You know, that, that, that's a good addition to the crew. Yeah, it is. Mine is Dominic Lombard. Is yeah, I, I really yeah. enjoy his character and it's like it's great because like he's a cop and he knows like Reacher is killing all these people and doing all these illegal things and right. But he needs his help, so he's like having to like turn a blind eye to it. Uh, cause, yeah, because he saw all the dead bodies. Is like quit doing this stuff. Quit doing this cowboy stuff. Yes, that's that's the thing that the last thing we hear from him is you know stop the cowboy you know what and and then the very next thing that after he leaves, uh, Richard says let's get ready to do some cowboy. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's great. Uh, like I said, he just adds a uh, a presence to the show that is just you know right. it, it it gives Richard because otherwise Richard's just going through and killing without any thought or regard for what's happening. He kind of does that anyway, but right. he at least has to, knows if he's going to do all this, he's going to have to deal with a police presence because of the fact, one, that he beat uh, Dominic Lombardo's uh, character, Guy Russo, up earlier. Uh, so yeah. he's got a, he's got a grudge against him, but also just because he he does seem to be... That's one thing I do like about him. He does seem to be like an intelligent cop. He does seem like right, to be... Right. He's, so he no. is... He's saying he's not dirty so far. Right. So far, I, I believe. I, I believe him. him. Yeah, so far yeah. I believe him. But we'll just we'll yeah. see. I mean, I, you never know. <laughs> I like uh, I like Ferdinand Kingsley, the AM, the yeah, villain. He, he seems like to be a very good villain to go up against. I'm interested to see where his part goes. Yeah, I believe really interested to see that as well because it makes me wonder if like he's going to like yeah Robert Patrick because in the first season. The dad, I don't remember uh, any of the characters' yeah. names. The dad was the guy who you think is kind of the big, right. big bad of the entire thing. And then about halfway through the season, he got killed. And the son ends up being the guy who's the big bad of the entire thing. It makes me wonder, you know, if that's kind of what they're doing here. Robert Patrick, he's the, he's the guy with the, all the ideas, the guy with all the money. And this mm-hmm. guy, this AM guy, ends up killing him or something about halfway through and ends up taking over as the real big bad of the entire thing. Uh, because right. he's, he obviously seems more experienced in what they're doing. Uh, he seems like, and this is something that's very new to Robert Patrick's character. Uh, he even tells him, you know, how many times have you done this? And uh, Shane Langston replies, never. He says, I've done it plenty of times. Uh, so, like I said, and it's really nice to see this from Ferdinand Kingsley just because it was yeah. such a different role that we saw him when mm-hmm. we saw him back in Silo. A uh, very different role. Yeah. I mean, kind of a sweet, lovable guy in Silo. And this, you get a feeling that this is a hardened killer who will just kill anybody who gets in his way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad uh, Frances Neagley has a bigger part. I really like her. Yes. Part. I, I really yeah, do. Too. She, she's kind of really. As much the lead of the crew as Reacher is, yes, and you is. can tell, every, including Reacher, really respects her, right? And like, so does the crew. <laughs> Did you think they were kind of setting up the possibility of a love triangle at one point? Because there's that one point where Car- uh, Carla Dixon and Francis were talking to each other about because you know he obviously opens up to Francis quite a bit and, and yeah. doesn't know anything back from her and like there was that conversation and it didn't and you know Francis thing was like that's never I don't know it's like that's just who I they are so but I wonder if Francis is going to end up not being it's going to be gay or something that's kind of the feeling I've been getting is that that's probably the road that they're going yeah. down with her but maybe I'm wrong about that cuz so. my guess 
my guess is Francis is going to be an ongoing character from. So they don't want to have that love triangle thing yeah. out there. Yeah, because she's probably one of the few. Like I'm not familiar with the novels at all, but yeah, yeah, my I'm guess not, is she's probably in quite a few of them. Uh, so right. they they probably got to keep her around for for whatever parts or whatever it might be. You know mean. what we need to do? Have you watched the ne- the next episode? I have not. I have not watched the next episode yet. Let's try to keep up with the death roll. Sure, oh gosh. <laughs> That's going to be I a mean, challenge. Let's, let's try to do that from now on. Keep up. I wish we had, because yeah. there is no telling how many people they killed. Yeah, and especially in that one house that they were in. That, that one, I don't know how many people they killed in that, in that one little house they had. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said. We know Richard killed several at the uh, when, he, when him and Carla Dixon were escaping out uh, Atlantic City. They killed people. In they that, killed three uh, people that, right there, yeah. Yeah, because the one so guy, the one guy who was tracking them the entire time, they they end up killing him. Uh, they killed the two goons that were with him. So like that, that was three right there. But. So for, so if the next time we cover a dad TV, this is a new category I'm coming up with okay. right now. The Jack Reacher death toll of the week. <laughs> the, the Jack Reacher body count. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we can do it. Like I said, I'll, I'll do my best Let's to try to it. keep up with it and get into yeah. see if I can track how many people end up uh, or get, end up getting killed in this thing so yeah. uh because it would be significant to say the least yeah. uh was there anything else i want to talk about specifics on this uh obviously oh, did the, the twist there that was kind of at the end of episode three where swan was involved yeah the guy that they the, the most recent death of the special investigators that he actually worked for uh, is it yeah. called new image is that what you said it was the name of the company uh, new age new age okay he, he's actually working for new age did you feel like that was going to end up being the case no uh I, well i felt I like, I, felt like I, I, knew spe- so, I knew someone was going to be yeah i knew one of the special investigators was going to end up like being like on the inside of this thing yeah. uh well obviously we'll see you know if it's from a you know i was trying he was trying to we'll see if it was him trying to infiltrate the company yeah. or if it was him giving information about the special investigators uh you know who knows at this point but well i, I will say this is my one complaint of this season there are some flashbacks, mm-hmm. like when they flash back to the one that Swan is in, where they're investigating a murder. Uh-huh. Like I was like, I, I, I couldn't tell it was a flashback at first. I was like, right. where the hell did they just walk up on a murder? And I can't believe they're working with the cops like this. Right. And I was like, oh, this is a flashback. Yeah, I had, a, I had so an that issue with that too. That was the only flashback that I thought was confusing, but. So I was like, oh, I hope we don't do too much of that because that that can confuse you at times. Yeah, I, I had an issue, I had a difficult time with that one as well. I was like, what are we doing here? Why is why are they outside this bar or whatever it is that they're yeah. out? And yeah, uh, you're right because it it didn't make a whole lot of sense. And then when they well, it's know. the fact that it was the four people. It was David, Francis, and Carla and Reacher were right. all together. They're all together, so it made it very very confusing. But yeah, I hope I hope they don't have those yeah. those same issues as well uh, going forward for the rest of this season. But we shall. See so anything else you want to discuss before we do our weekly awards on this i'm just you know really excited to be back in this this world and i'm glad they're gotten a season three and you know alan richardson they caught him at the perfect role at a perfect time and he's already in the the, the fast and furious franchise they've already added him there's oh, no telling what else that, <laughs> yeah well there's the last movie was a uh so but uh there's no telling what else we're going to see him in. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I'm too. So we'll we'll just kind of see where it goes from here. But he's uh, he's definitely got a if he if he just ends up wants to make you know 15 or 20 of these, and that's obviously going to be out there for yeah. him for, for eternity. So. Yeah. All right, well, shall we do our weekly awards then? Let's do it. 
All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we're covering a season of a television show, we give out three weekly awards. At the uh, top of our list is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who is your MVP for these first three episodes? I mean, I should have waited my last part to say it now. It's Al Richardson. I mean, this show does not work without him. Yeah. And it's going to be tough for... I mean, just the way this show is set up, it's going to be tough for anybody to kind of break that. Maybe Robert Patrick can get an episode yeah. or two in. Uh, maybe maybe Frances Neagley's character, maybe that's uh, her yeah. her character, maybe can get one in there. But it's going to be tough for anybody to take that away right. from him. So. Well, uh, last, last time, the... The uh, the cop that he was working with, there was a smaller cast, yeah. so they had a bunch. There was a smaller cast, Because I, yeah. I think they, they would have had a chance to steal episodes if, if we had done week to week. Yeah, if we had done, if they if they hadn't released it all at once and we'd done week to week on that, it probably would have been yeah. correct. Because there were there were a couple of really like Willa Fitzgerald uh, last season was yeah. good. Malcolm Goodwin was really. really I was going to say he was really good. Yeah, yeah I was so hoping we hoping we could see him at some point. And they may they, we may get them occasionally or briefly, yeah. but I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of them. Well, so we ain't getting Willa if he's got another girlfriend. No, that's true. All right, uh, next is the Agatha all along the best scene of the week what'd you go with i'm going with the first scene of when we see reacher you know in the within the thrift store and then when he takes out the takes out the the car tracker because like to me that puts yeah. me right back into this world that i love and i'm like hell yeah let's go yeah that's it was it was mine too it was it's hard to beat that one because you're right it puts you right back into what this show is going to be it drops you right back into what the action is going to be and how much fun it is to watch him do what he and does. You know, so. Sometimes you watch a show and it's slow, but Reacher's like, no, we're starting off. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're correct. He's we're like, they, giving you what you want. Yeah, they give you exactly what you want to start off, and they don't let up for the most part. So. No. All right. Uh, the If you come to King, you best not miss your best line of the week. I'll be real honest with you. I forgot to write one down. So <laughs> what do you got? Well, I, I think it's the... the last line of the first episode because it pretty much sums up the season someone is hell-bent on taking out the special investigators and they're coming after us yeah good yeah that that was good that was a good line uh I, I, i'll go with that one uh my joke about i, I did like my joke the the joke from yeah. robert patrick about the who the hell is Cheryl, who the hell is yeah, he supposed to be so all right, uh, rating time here on the Main Attraction Podcast. We have a five-tier rating system. At the top of our list is a succession. Beneath the succession is a lost middle of the road horse is friends. Beneath the friends is a full house, and bottom of the barrel horse is a Baywatch. What are you rating the first three episodes of Reacher so far? I'm going to start off with the lost. I, yeah. I really, really enjoyed this. Yeah, it's it's a lost. I don't know that it can ever really get to a... This is the type yeah. of show that it's going to be really, really difficult for it to get to succession. Right. It, it's just, it's yeah. very thin and which is fine like i said there's nothing wrong with that it's great to have a show that you can just turn on and watch and not have to think too much about it it's great that's what it's there for uh but uh i do i do hope that it finishes stronger than what the previous season did because yeah. uh, like i said that was it it, it kind of it became kind of formulaic there at the end uh and wasn't really all together that exciting but we'll see so uh but yeah i'm with you it's a lost uh it's a really good it's a really good show uh, really fun to watch. Uh, absolutely would recommend it to anybody who was... Yeah. If you watched any shows like The A-Team, uh, Hunter, uh, right. any of those types of shows back in the, the mid-80s. Or, or lo love the Stallone Schwarzenegger yeah, movies. Yeah, movie, watch any of those types of movies. These, this is the type of show that's going to be right up your alley. So. Yeah. 
All right, uh, before we go, uh, since this is going to be our second episode of the week, we'll do some things that we're looking forward to. Do you got anything that you're looking forward to? Well, since this comes out December the 15th, I've got some things that come out December the 15th. I've got one. So, uh, Wonka comes out that's December mine. the 15th. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm interested to see what this movie is about. I'm interested to see if it does well at the box office. I'm just really interested. I don't know if I will go see it on the 15th, but I'm really interested. I mean, Chalamet is a star. Yeah, He's he awesome. Mm-hmm. He's really good. But will this bring people in? Yeah, I, that is going to be interesting to watch about with this film because uh, IP stuff is just not doing so well this year. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's really not, and Wonka has kind of become an IP kind of thing. So uh, yeah, I'm hoping that my daughter will want to go see it, and I can take her with me because she loved the uh, it's it's whatever. Uh, but she liked, but she really loved the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie with um, okay. Uh, Johnny Johnny Depp. Depp back in you know 2011 or whatever it was, uh, she would, she'd watch it on DVD all the time. My, my son did too, but I know he was not going to want to go see this yeah. film. Uh, but my daughter might; she might want to go see it. Uh, you're right, Timothy Chalamet is a star, uh, and from what I've seen, there's been a lot of earlier reviews that have come out, and they have been really positive so far. And look, yeah, I was gonna say it shouldn't it shouldn't be that surprising. I have never seen either of the Paddington movies, but the people who but. Oh yeah! Supposedly this was a classic. It was. Well, Paddington Two is the the highest rated movie of all time. Yeah, and so, it, and the guy who made those films made this. Uh, so it okay. shouldn't be incredibly surprising that it's getting pretty good reviews to start with. Uh, but like well, then Hugh Grant as an Lopez. And look, this is the genius. part of Hugh Grant's career that I love, where he's just taking these roles. Like you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm just going to do things that are fun now and that will pay me. Right. Pay me. Well, I mean, look, the, his Dungeons and Dragons role was like, yeah. I mean, to see him in that film was just absolutely fantastic, and like he was just hamming it up the entire time that he was on screen. In that I'm just looking at the cast. I forgot Olivia Coleman's one. Of yeah, the Olivia Coleman's in it. Mm-hmm. Sally Hawkins is also an Oscar winner, mm-hmm. and then you've got like. Hilarious comedians like Keegan Michael Key and Rowan Atkinson. So, uh, I lost Keegan I mean, Michael Key, isn't it? Yeah, man, the cast looks great. Yeah, so like I said, I'm really looking forward to. It. I think it's, I, and I, if my daughter doesn't see it, I probably won't see it in theaters. I'll probably end up catching it whenever it comes yeah. out the streaming. But, yeah. but I, I am looking forward to it. It's one of mine. Yeah. I've, well, it's been sneak to me. It's kind of been uh, just kind of been sneaking in there in the background because the trailers don't do a whole lot of great stuff for it. Doesn't, but no, but I really feel like there's. Like I said, just well, with, based off of what I've with seen, no, with no Dune being out, oh, yeah. and with like things kind of slow, and I, I think he might end up being big. Yeah, it could be. It, it, I think it has, has has a following. Yeah, too. he does. He has he has quite the following. So. Yeah. Well, right. speaking of following, my second thing. Okay. Barbie hits HBO Max on December. The 15th. You are correct. It does. That <laughs> is going to be humongous. Yeah, it is. It's going to be huge, and I'll be interested to see just how big of a bump they get off of it uh, because. Yeah. Uh, I, I waited forever, and finally, the only reason I ended up watching it on Amazon Prime was because it they eventually dropped the price on it. But it'll yeah. it'll 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 be huge. It'll do, it'll do significant numbers. Uh, well, so. I, we bought it as well because, like, my it's one of my wife's favorite movies right. of all time already, and I can't imagine it, it will leave streaming before long, and then she can watch whenever. But yeah, I can't imagine how huge it's going to be. Also, speaking of which, have you seen what's been? Huge on HBO Max the last few weeks. No, what? 
something we predicted blue beetle oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. it's been like the top movie i was like we knew that would happen yeah it would and like i said and they'll probably the same thing will happen to the marvels when it comes out on uh, disney plus if i had to guess so uh another thing that uh, do you have anything more i just because i remembered one thing i was no that was my two things uh i mentioned this a couple weeks ago uh and it should be coming out i think the 22nd of december i'm trying to get the the date on it just to make sure that i have it uh it's freud's last session is and it comes out i think it's on December 22nd, so let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, what's the release date? Of course I can't Oh, yeah, find. you mentioned this a while back. Yeah, I did. Uh, it's it's about uh, a... C.S. Lewis takes on... Uh, is hires Sigmund Freud to be his uh, psychiatrist, and uh, Sigmund Freud is played by Anthony Hopkins. Matthew Goody is playing C.S. Lewis. Uh, it looks like it's going to be really good. It's the, It played at some festival or of some sort. I don't remember which festival it was at, but it's gotten really, really strong reviews and what little screenings uh, that it has been made for. Yeah, you're right, the 22nd. Yeah, I thought it was the 22nd. So I'm uh, literally looking forward to this one. Uh, it, it should be good. It's going to come at a time when it's going to be hard to get to the theater, but I'm really really interested in seeing what this is about because it looks absolutely fantastic i mean anything with anthony hopkins because let's be honest he's he's probably not gonna yeah. be with us much longer so right. enjoy him while we can exactly so all right uh anything else you want to add before we sign off for this week appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time i will echo those same sentiments and as always until next time may all of your entertainment dreams come true